0: Well, welcome to another episode of On The Couch with myself, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. In this episode, I'm talking to an old friend of mine. We talked to Ignacio Salazar about a year ago, actually, it was just before Christmas in 2021. A world was a very different place uh, back in those days of, uh, of COVID and no flights in, uh, into Australia, really. But I'm delighted to get uh, Ignacio back on the couch today. And we're chatting about the Muga Project for Highfield Resources, in Spain and we're really lucky that Ignacio is actually in Australia at the moment and has been for a number of weeks chatting to uh, investors and institutions about the project and the progress that he's made over in Spain so welcome Ignacio, it's great to have you back Thanks Henry, my pleasure to be here. Now of course Ignacio uh, has got extensive experience in the mining industry, development exploration of, uh, of projects and of course he is the main man at Highfield Resources. HFR being the stock code there. And as usual, of course, with all the information provided in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisors regarding any of the thoughts, ideas in this podcast. So Ignacio, welcome. Welcome to Australia, I guess. Thank you. Thanks a lot. How are you enjoying your trip so far?
1: Uh, Very good, very good. I mean, we've been around in, right now I am in Sydney, but we've been also to Melbourne and Brisbane, Adelaide, where we have uh, quite a few historical uh, shareholders. So, no, no, very interesting, very, very useful to to catch up with investors and shareholders as usual.
0: This isn't your first trip to Australia, though, is it? The second one, second one. Second one? We
1: managed to get to Australia in the end of April, beginning of May, really, I think one or two weeks until borders and and flights were allow, allow us to do it. Uh, I am in the job, as you know, since July 2020. So really, that was the middle of COVID. And, and okay, this is uh, the only chance we had to come here. No?
0: <laughs> it's the only chance uh, many people have had to come to Australia recently, so that's good. So maybe you could just run us through for those people that are new to the story. This is a uh, potash development project in Spain. Uh, Maybe you just run through the MUGA. Is that the right way to say it, or MUGA? No, no, perfect. MUGA. 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 Muga.
1: That's perfect. So MUGA, so it is um, MOP. I mean, probably worthwhile to to make the point compared to SOP project in in Europe, in Spain. We are, I started uh, some construction and about to start with the bulk of the construction. We we can uh, talk a, a bit more in a minute later. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, the construction of phase one, which is going to be half a million tons of MOP. The idea is to, once we are in production, after two or three years, to risk the project from technical, economic, uh, and uh, marketing perspective, just to do phase two. So uh, we, everything is set up to get this project to one million tons of potash. Mm, very significant in Europe, where the demand for potash is seven million. It's, it is? I mean, it's a relatively small player compared to Russian, Canadian, potash mines, but uh, significant in the context of what is going on in Europe and the reliance of Europe from Russia and Belarus, etc.
0: So, so how has the, uh, I guess, how has the invasion of uh, Ukraine changed? It's been a game changer. We've had some comments from the G20 as well regarding uh, food security and the problems with fertilizer and talking about food famines around the globe because of the shortage of fertilizer. H- how has the Ukrainian situation changed Europe, I guess? Significantly, especially in Europe. I mean, the, the potash prices were
1: coming up uh, a lot on the back of, uh, co- well, crop prices coming up a lot, COVID after that, and finally with the war in Ukraine, even more. Uh, the you, you should know Russia and Belarus represent, they are number two and three of uh, global producers of potash and together they uh, get to produce 40%, 40% of global production. It's only Canada that is ahead of them. It's only a few countries producing potash. In the case of Europe, if we want to focus on that. Seven million tons of potash is the consumption of Europe and more than half used to come from Russia and Belarus, and that's what I said. One million about to be put into construction in South, South Europe, in Spain. It, it is ideal, no, for for Europe nowadays. That is a lot, obviously, uh, a lot more awareness about security of supply and internal supply from Europe. Gas, uh, probably everybody is aware of, but uh, crops. Uh, Ukraine being. A, a, huge producer of crops and fertilizers. Crops fertilizers are are obviously very much linked to each other. So in these days, um, and and, and people are aware of the sanctions in Belarus, not necessarily linked to the war, but that is prior to to that. A journalist that was asked to, well, the the plane was asked to land in Belarus, and then now with Russia-Belarus, is producing one-third of what they use or able to take one-third of what they used to produce out of belarus and russia also is is struggling to produce there and dynamic the market dynamics are changing completely they are supplying more into asia china and india and the canadians are replacing supply in europe so things a lot a lot is going and, and all of that is obviously very inefficient for a commodity that is high volume and and Transportation costs are a very part of the cost uh, of the cost curve. No?
0: And, and I noticed that the uh, the price of potash has doubled uh, in the last uh, little while. Do you see that continuing with the, the issues that uh, are happening with the Ukraine and Russia and Belarus? So there there has been several uh, push
1: ups to the price. The, as I said, with the COVID, uh, sorry the crops coming up, then COVID, and finally the war in Ukraine. There has been a bit of um, slowing down in prices, mainly in Brazil. I mean, the farmers they have the possibility in potash to take what we call a potash holiday. So, one crop season they they can um, uh, not not to put potash. That's only going to mean that next season they have to put more than what they didn't do to compensate. No, and, mm. and at the end of the day, recover the productivity of their of their fields and their uh, crop production so I th- it looks like that that if nothing else because of that and very much depends on what happens with geopolitically in the world but it's going to be there for a while and then as I said before the let's see what happens with these um, global dynamics with um, we are uh, seeing efficient uh, ways to supply the global market, uh, Canada uh, in Europe and, and the Russians into Asia. That will mean uh, you set up the cost uh, curve uh, a bit higher, but okay, uh, in the long run this is a cyclical business, things will come up and down, but uh, still we see very strong uh, fundamentals, short and long term in any case.
0: Well, well Ignacio, it's been uh, roughly a year since we caught up on our uh, first chat with a podcast. Um, lots been happening at Highfield, maybe you could run through uh, the progress you guys have made in the last year.
1: Indeed, I mean, uh, w- well, very much um, what we are, we, uh, we like to explain what we are doing. We got the mining concession last year, is what the company had been looking for for many years. Um, and basically we've been working on three work streams, uh, financing, licensing and construction. Now we got, uh, I mean, I I like to to explain things from last time I was here in Australia, from May. Very soon after we got one of the licenses, uh, construction licenses, after mining concession, any construction requires a license. In Aragon, one of the regions is around the mine uh, and the ramps and the declines can be uh, built (coughs) on the back of that license. And, And in fact, we started to work around the mine gate in July this year. And uh, it's been a, a work – it is really the box cut that uh, has been built. We, sh- we have no doubt that will be finished by Christmas this year. And um, it's a relatively small uh, piece of work compared to the overall uh, construction, but it's very significant for us because it will save us five, six months in the scheduling of the, of the decline Build up. We will have to run the declines and the plant in parallel, and the declines, you work with two fronts in the declines, if something goes wrong, you have 50% of the work is stuck. In the plant, you can always go around, compensate here or there. So that is strategically has been, a, I think, a very good move to do the box cut and in that way uh, get ahead of us. We have a bit of uh, six months ahead of us in the work of the ramps. The very, just a few days ago, we announced on the other side on the plants. It's not a final construction license, but we got the. It works in a different way. The region provides an authorization, which uh, simply saying everything is fine, and, and now request uh, the region request the town hall to uh, grant the license. Following that, so also that provides a lot of confidence that that is coming, and on that part we have also the electricity line ready. So. The construction um, and the licensing, two out of the three work streams, are going very well. They are moving forward. We are very confident things are happening, and, and we are moving ahead. Now, the key element for us is the financing. A huge uh, progress, I believe, with the going through the credit committee of the of the banks, of the credit finance. This, as you know, these are leading banks in Europe, uh, SocGen, ING, BNP Paribas, and Natixis, so the top uh, top banks in this industry. We've gone through more than a year of due diligence. And finally, we reached a uh, pre-finance 320 million euros. The company, a few years ago, managed to get 185. So credit to the progress we, we made and, and, and the strength of the project to get to this level in what I think are very, very uh, very good conditions for the company is a reward plus four four and a half percent so very very nice package of project finance took took us a year and on the back of that by the way we updated the feasibility study and uh, which is really from one year ago so probably by the time that we were talking Henry I, ourselves. Mm. I think it was just after. And I think considering the global inflation scenario, and that we are updating not just with our estimates, but including everything that the banks um, decided to include in their analysis and and gone uh, through the credit committee. So uh, you can argue quite a conservative estimate. We just got um, less than 10% increase in CapEx. So I I think was received uh, quite positive and uh, included uh, all the opex um, considerations about electricity prices gas prices in fact these days are uh, lower cost than what we have in the mobile and uh, still we end up with 2 billion um, MPV at long-term price potash prices at current prices we are 3 billion euro uh, MPV or more no so the project again demonstrates extremely strong economically that has always been there and i think hopefully what we are doing by making progress is the de- risk in the project and make it even more uh, even stronger as we go ahead
0: so so ignacio you've got uh, phase one uh, kicking off in terms of construction uh, what are we likely to see in the next 12 months in terms of milestones for phase one
1: so uh, I should say, well, I was referring in the financing where I said is where the action is, not right. not so much because I refer what we have just done, which is the 320 pre-finance, but uh, the capex for phase one is 436, 440 40 more or less. So yeah. on top of these 320, we have 25 from Macquarie that, I mean, we we are still negotiating, but should be there. equipment, uh, mining equipment, uh, underground mining equipment lease, and Mm -hmm. uh, still there is a gap. We've been working for months, and that is the main emphasis right now with um, strategic investors. And basically, the concept there, especially in the current environment in Europe, is the standard or the ideal candidate is an off-taker that is uh, obviously adding to, we, we reach an agreement on the, an offtake and an equity injection into the company. That, uh, we want to see that moving forward. We have also some other discussions with um, financial, what, m- what we call more of financial type of uh, strategic investors. That are uh, prepared to uh, work with uh, um, an equity plus some other instruments. So we are very keen to see the result of these discussions on the strategic investor side uh, before uh, we move forward. Uh, and that is where we that that is what is important for the project right now.
0: Mm. Uh, so so you, you don't have vast amounts of cash at the moment. To, uh, I, I last looked, it was 11 million. Is that right?
1: that at the end of last quarter and as i said i mean the trick i mean there's not a lot of magic about this it is trying to make sure that those three work streams the licensing the construction and the financing are moving in parallel and you are not forced to delay one because of of the other no so that is sure. where I think we made, um, well, we've made a lot of progress on the financing, obviously, with the private finance, so, but but it is this steady progress that you need to do, and right now for us is this strategic investor and get, uh, or these strategic investors, and try to see, uh, for uh, get to an outcome there, because it's been also for a while uh, on the mm. table.
0: And do you see these strategic investors potentially coming from Australia, or, or more European-based, do you suspect?
1: European or global, global, global uh, off-takers, for example. When we talk about more of the business type of invest, uh, investor, European obviously is a clear, clear candidate there, but some from other places is just security of supply these days it becomes very important, and especially you can imagine people who rely on Russia Belarus uh, product than they thought or, or or and or they thought that was not uh, not no thinking too much about these sort of considerations well uh, obviously a project in Spain and to guarantee supply from this project would make a big difference no and is geopolitically perfectly situated no so and on the financial type of investors that again is from everywhere tends to be more in the financial investors from Europe rather than Australia but well, it is the way uh, it has mm. been, uh, as the process has moved ahead. Mm.
0: So, y- you've obviously made quite considerable progress in the last 12 months. If we're sitting down in uh, in another 12 months' time, if we're here in uh, November 2023, we fast forward, where would you like to see uh, the progress then? What would you like to be talking about no, then?
1: Uh, uh, that is Henry absolutely right, Is that and that is the key move ahead on these three work streams so just uh, uh, the idea obviously finalize the construction of the box cut uh, get the, f- the final license uh, from the um, town hall I mean we, we are not I mean that we see that moving ahead well get the a decision on the strategic and complement the, fi- uh, the, the finance of the project <coughs> sorry and start and start, uh, and start uh, construction and start the bulk of the construction,
0: no? mm. Okay, well that's great. So we're going to have to we're going to have to come back in uh, in 12 months and try and hold you to that. Um, when you when you talk about I, I know I I've, I've been to Spain recently and uh, inflation is is a bit of an issue in Spain. Uh, it's it's above 10% if I'm if I'm correct. Wh- <coughs> is that is, is that yes. having a big a big effect on your your sort of the, the blowout in costs there or or you're not really seeing that through just at the moment?
1: No, that we already, as as I said, we updated the feasibility study. The main concern was the electricity and gas prices. And the the main problem has really been in the European summer. Things are coming down quite significantly down. Gas prices are reduced 70% from the end of August. I mean, I think a lot of countries were uh, storaging uh, a lot of extra, gas, this the wind, autumn winter has been especially mild, so not a lot of demand, and the result of that gas price is coming down. So we already have in our mobile and in our feasibility study gas and electricity prices that are higher than, than the ones we, we, we have uh, today spot. Now, uh, the, if you look at the numbers in our feasibility, the um, the well, the average OPEX is 91 euros per tonne. I mean, 25%, a bit more, is uh, energy, electricity. Uh, so, well, let's say 25. Well, we are talking about long-term prices of, four, I am talking about euro here, eh? 450 potash prices, and currently 800 or, or more. So the margin of this project, that is, I think, very, ve- is, is very strong, and mm-hmm. that means that if, we can cope with uh, situations and the cycle, not only with the potash prices, but also with electricity, gas, and, and inflation as we go along. No? I mean, mm. the, the inflation, that, that has been already included. We, if you also recall, we made uh, a small equity raise in August 2021. That was mainly to contract um, the key equipment from the plant, which I think now looks a clever move because that was the reason why practically on equipment and quite a lot of the capex, uh, well, had been already contracted and the prices fixed at least for six months, one year. So we didn't suffer from the, the second part of the inflation wave that we were getting in 2022. That was that uh, purchasing and contracting was finished by February 2022. So we were doing that from September 21 to February. So I think we managed to get a bit ahead of, uh, of part of that inflation uh, push that we've seen recently.
0: So Ignacio, look, looking ahead, um, where would we like to see um, high field production? What, what's the timeline in terms of production from that phase one yes. uh, plant?
1: No, no, that is very clear. It's uh, starting once we uh, start construction, the bulk of the construction, that is two, two and a half years. So that is potentially, we are going, uh, going to be there uh, in 2025, uh, hopefully uh, uh, early in 2025 in production. We have in our feasibility uh, already anticipated, I think, uh, a reasonable nine months of ramp-up, and uh, and then we are, after the nine months, we are at half a million of tons of production and as I said at the beginning we think we will move as quickly as we can once we feel, from a technical point of view um, we understand uh, how everything is working, marketing, the sales I mean that that is our strongest point to sell in the market mm. around the mine and in Europe. Uh, that w- once that all of that is the risk uh, we should be generating a lot of cash flow and then we can move into phase two. Phase two bear in mind is half of the capex of phase one and you mm. double production. So it is a no-brainer that we are going to be doing that. No? It's, it's, it will be more, more opportunities to do um, around the, this mine and other tenements we have. So, but okay, we are talking about uh, then long term. No, but it's is plenty more to do. But the second phase is something that we will try to do as quickly as possible.
0: And I'd imagine you've got uh, pretty good local backing for this project. Uh, environmentally, I, I know it's a big concern, and obviously, uh, building a mine in, in a beautiful country like Spain uh, always attracts attention. I, I, I would guess, so uh, imagine the locals are pretty much on side with this job Absol- being created, abs- etc.
1: we've done a lot of work uh, with the communities and the government and politicians. Uh, for the, in the last two years, we are very close to. Um, well everything there is uh, as you know it's a uh, very much uh, the the management is spanish speakers very c- well we live in pamplona so and the, the closer we get to the bulk uh, starting bulk of production uh, construction the, the more that we are talking to people that was am- amazing uh, we gather a big group of people to see the work in the box cut, and uh, a lot of people are waiting for the front for this to be up and running you can imagine mm-hmm. it's an area suffering from quite a lot of depopulation. Uh, spain uh, i mean it's a lot of people living in the coast and in, and then in madrid but the moment you are more inland uh, is, is is tough is you don't get opportunities you don't get activity so this will be an amazing opportunity and they know that we we run a few sessions with potential suppliers from the area and people go crazy in, this, in these uh, meetings because they see all the potential that something like this could have for the communities around the mine. No? And politicians yeah. as well, and, and even more this uh, and at, at every level. At the higher level, they also realize the role of this project in the European Union and the support of uh, uh, be able to supply into no, n- not just Spain, but the rest of Europe, no? and, and replace some of the ports coming from Russia and Belarus. So. Mass- massive support from the people. And, and by the way, I'm from the farmers. A few conferences we've done with farmers, just yes, mm-hmm. the fact that they have a mine next door, uh, for them, it's important to have um, good customer service. I mean, they need to put the potas at very specific times. So they, if the potas is coming from Canada or Russia, it's always less flexibility to come to the point where, where they can access that and at the time they want to do it. So uh, to st- a very, very, super, very strong support from everybody.
0: Well, that's, um, that's certainly good news. Well, congratulations, uh, Ignacio on how far you've come in the last year. It's, it's fantastic to get an update. It's always good to get an update on, on good news stories. So gracias, uh, muchas gracias. No, it's, gracias. Been, uh, it's, it's been lovely talking to you, a lovely part of the world that you, uh, you're from. So um, hopefully one day I'll get to visit the mine.
1: Absolutely, any time
0: Thank gracias you, gracias. <laughs>